Ephesians 6 and 11. That's where we're going to take our topic, Ephesians 6, verse 11 through 14. We're yet praying for Pastor Henry and his family, Superintendent McCory and their family. And for those that we don't even know, we've heard about some, we've seen some, we have not seen. But whatever the needs are, I want you to know God is able. Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, for another opportunity to give you the praise. God, we ask you to bless us while we're here. Bless our coming together. Don't let it be in vain. God, we pray for all of those on the prayer list that you would meet them at the point of their needs. For those that are traveling needs, you give them traveling mercy. For the bereaved, that you would comfort and strengthen them like only you can. God, as I stand before your people today, word my mouth, give me what to say. Give your people an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, let it be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength, my redeemer, and all of God's people said, amen. I want you to know wherever you are, wherever you're watching from, we thank God for you. You could be doing something else, but you chose to tune in with us this morning, and we thank God, and we pray that you are blessed through the service on today. In the book of Ephesians, the sixth chapter, very familiar verse, we're going to start at the eleventh verse. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Wiles, W-I-L-E-S, the many different tricks of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness and high places. Verse 13, wherefore take unto you the whole arm of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand Therefore, having your lung girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. You can read the rest of that in your leisure. But I want to take my subject from these scriptures today. Somebody has to stand. Somebody has to stand. I just believe that some of the things that's going on now is because people that could have made a difference didn't stand. A lot of activity that's taking place on Sunday, keeping people out of church. I believe if enough people had stood and said, no, Sunday, we got to be in church, I think some things would be different. Somebody has to stand. Now it's true that the Bible said that in the last days some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits. But guess what? That does not have to be you. The Bible said that you did run well, but who did hinder you? That you will no longer obey the truth. That does not have to be you. The Bible also said, Jesus said, the poor will have with us always, but that doesn't mean you have to be 
the one that's going to always be pure. So I want you to understand this morning, and I have one of those mindsets that the more I hear of bishops and preachers and pastors falling away, the greater my commitment is to stand. Somebody has to stand. Somebody has to restore or keep holding this in the church. My wife and I would ride in the car the other day and had it on a gospel station, but you really can tell it because it didn't sound like gospel. And y'all know that. Music got there, some of it's supposed to be gospel. It sounds nothing like gospel. Matter of fact, some of it you can't even play in the church. But somebody has to stand. Leviticus 10 and 10 say, put a difference between holy and unholy, clean and unclean. Somebody has to be holy. Somebody got to hold up the bloodstained banner for the Lord. Jesus said in Matthew 5, 14 through 16, he said, we are the light of the world. He said, we are the light of the world. Then in the 16th verse, he said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works, but glorify your Father in heaven. Somebody has to stand. We find in 2 Corinthians 3 and 2, Paul says, ye are our epistle, written in our hearts, known and read of all men. The person that don't read the Bible, they ought to be able to read you and see that God can save. They ought to be able to read you and, and know that God is yet delivering. Somebody has to stand. First Timothy 2 and 3 say, Endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. If you are a good soldier, you got to stand. I heard Donald McClurkin say, Stand through the storm, through the rain. Through the hurt, through the pain. In other words, whatever comes against you, according to Jude 24, God is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory. And majesty, dominion, and power, both now and ever. In other words, God is able to keep you from falling. So I'm telling you, somebody has to stand. Somebody has to stand for our young people to see that you can live holy. Somebody has to stand for that neighborhood to know that the thing that they are doing, that neighbor, that friend, that relative, they need to know that somebody can live holy. I remember how she used to be. I remember how he used to be. But God changed their life. And now they are standing for God. Somebody has to stand. 
There are three things I want to deal with today. And I, I promise you, I'm going to be out in just a few moments. Somebody need to understand that God is not going to change his word. He's not going to change his plan. Everything that's prophesied is going to come to pass. He is not, uh, the Bible saying what, 2 Peter 3 and 9. He is not slack concerning his promises. As some men count slackness. But what he is long suffering toward us would, not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. In other words, it's not his will for you to fall. It's not his will for you to live a life of sin. It's not his will for you to die and go to hell. It's his will for you to stand. That's why he is long suffering. Told y'all last Tuesday night in Bible study, God has given us enough time. He's given us enough time to repent. He's given us enough time to live for him. What we got to do, we got to make up our mind. For God, I live. And for God, I will die. Three points I want to bring out and we're going to be finished. In order to stand, there had to be a commitment. Find a person that say, I'm going to try and I believe I'm, I'm going to be all right. That's really not a commitment. I tell y'all all the time, God does not want an effort. God wants a commitment. A commitment says it doesn't matter what happened. It's not going to change my commitment. If everybody walk out of the church, somebody got, still got to stand. If your husband don't stand, if your wife go back, if your children don't want to be saved, you have to make a commitment because you have to stand before God for yourself. The Bible says the small and the great got to stand before him. So the commitment cannot be based on what somebody else might do with you. The commitment has to be between you and God. Why? Because in him we live. In him we move. And in him we have our being. So I love my wife. I love my children. I love everybody. But my commitment to stand it's between me and God. Lord, I don't care what happens. I don't care what happens, neither height nor depth. It doesn't matter what happens now or in the future. I made up my mind that nothing shall separate me from the love of God. Yes, I'm hearing about what's going on with preachers and so-called saints. And some of them are falling by the wayside. Some of them are playing church hypocrite. That, that, that doesn't faze me. It makes, it makes me more determined to stand for myself. Somebody got to stand. Somebody got to be holy. Somebody got to be righteous. Somebody got to obey God. He said that he's going to raise up a nation in the last day that will obey. I want to be a part of that nation in him. And y'all, that's so important. In him we live. In him we move. In him we have our being. So why can't I be committed to my creator? Why can't I be committed to the one that sustains my life? 
Why can't I be committed to the one that saves, heals, strengthens, delivers? Everything that I am is because of him. Everything that I know is because of him. So what's so hard to commit to somebody that's your all in all? He's my all and all. Without him, I am nothing. Yes, I'm committed. I'm committed to stand. Doesn't matter how bad it gets. Doesn't matter what happened in the White House, the governor's mansion. It doesn't matter what happened in politics. It doesn't matter what happened in the business world. It doesn't matter what happened in the church world. It doesn't matter. I made a commitment. For God, I live. And for God, I die. Now, I want y'all, I want to slow down. I just want y'all to think about this. If you made a commitment and you really mean it, preparation should not be a problem. So now we're going from commitment to preparation. Let's use for an example, this young man, young lady goes down to join the military and they sign on the line that I'm committing to the Air Force, the Army, whatever it is, for the next three years, and you say, I'm committed to be a soldier in the Army of the United States, in the Air Force. And they say, well, that's fine. On so-and-so date, we need you to report to Fort whatever for your six weeks or however many weeks it is of basic training. And that person said, uh-uh, I ain't planning on going through no basic training. What kind of commitment have you made if you're not willing to be prepared based on your commitment? So, thanks to God, if you made a commitment, you should not have a problem putting on the whole armor of God. Why? That's a part of preparation in order for you to do what you said you've committed to do. Put on the whole armor of God that he may be able to stand Against the wiles of the devil. I made a commitment, so I must I must understand there had to be preparation. I can't do it just because I say I want to do it. There's a preparation process. You don't send a soldier to the battlefield without preparation. He got to have you can't go out there with your Nikes on and a sweatsuit and a and a hoodie on your head. Yeah, you're clothed, but you're not dressed properly. For the commitment you just made. So if you committed to be a part of God's army, you got to put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to, with, to stand against the wiles of the devil. And by interpretation, without the whole armor, you won't be able to stand. So I want y'all to understand, commitment first. Got to make that commitment. You got to make, for God I live, for God I die. Lord, I thank you. For covering me when I was in my sins. Lord, I want to thank you for giving me this opportunity to, to, to repent. And Lord, as I repent, I, I recognize you as my Lord and Savior. You wrote, you died, you came, you bled and you died, and you rose again on the third day. And God, I accept you now, and I want you to be the Lord of my life. You made a commitment. Now there is preparation. There is preparation, even for the preacher, even for the mechanic, 
even for the school teacher, even for the bus driver. Once you commit to that job, once you commit to that career, there's a preparation process. We got too many people that don't want to go through the process. Superintendent Montgomery and several pastors now, I can't remember what coach it was. It might have been the coach at Georgia Tech. He said, trust the process. In other words, what you see now, it might not look like what it might not look like what it's going to be, but just trust the process. Oh my God, I like that because sometimes there are going to be some days that you're not going to understand. But all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. That's a part of the process. Trust the process. The process also said, I have not seen. Is have not heard the good thing that God had prepared for them that love him. And someday it don't look that good, but just trust the process. Don't get weary and well doing for in due season. You shall reap if you faint not. But right now you're going through the storm and the rain. It don't look good. But I dare you to trust the process. If you trust the process, at the end it's going to be just like I told you in the word of God from the beginning. So now we're talking about commitment. You made a commitment. So now you're going through the preparation process that also includes sanctification. You've committed, you, 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 you've convinced, you come under conviction that you were wrong. You repented and have a change of mind. And now you're asking God to save me. Lord, I want to live for you. Well, the next step is sanctification, which is the part of the preparation. Separating yourself from anything that's not like God. Separating yourself from anything that will keep you from growing to be the man or woman of God that God wants you to be. Anything that can hinder you on your walk. So that means sometimes your friends have to change. Sometimes the places that you go have to change. Y'all heard the song, things I used to do, I don't do no more. Places I used to go, I don't go no more. Why? There's a sanctification. There is a separation process in order for you to be properly prepared. Y'all, we got to get that. Sometimes we we, don't want to say we're saved, but you don't hear many people saying they're sanctified. Sanctified means you've been set aside to be used by God. You're still my cousin, but I can't hang with you like I used to. You're still my friend, but I can't can't go, man. I, I just can't do it. Why? I'm separating myself because I want God. To use me. That's a part of the preparation. And then after the preparation, after putting on the whole armor, you have to go through the execution process. That's why I don't, I think it's crazy. I've seen some movies, some war movies, some cowboy movies, where the person was prepared, but when they got to the battlefield, they didn't want to shoot the gun. They were scared. They go hide. Everybody was shooting their gun, and they said, we're hiding. No, after you commit, after you have properly prepared yourself, then you got to execute what you have just learned. Oh, y'all, that's important. 
You can't, you can't sanctify yourself. And, and y'all listen to this. You say I'm saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. But on your job, you listening to all kind of trash. That's not the proper execution. If you're sanctified, you separate yourself. And when you see, the Bible says, shun the very appearance of evil. When you see something that's not conducive to your sanctification. And not conducive to your new walk with Christ. you got to go away from it. Why? Because you want to properly execute what you have just gained in sanctification. That's why some people fall because they get in the wrong environment. But if God has delivered you, if you have made a commitment, oh, I dare you to go through the preparation process. And after the preparation process, execute what you have learned uh, in your basic training. So they went through basic training, and he's standing out there, and everybody's seeing him getting his reward because he went through basic training and then they put him on the battlefield with his rifle and his gun or whatever and when the war starts he ducks he he go high what the purpose of preparation without execution what the purpose of commitment if you don't follow through on what you say you're going to do so saint you say for God I live and for God I die Prepare yourself. The devil is coming. He's going to and fro as a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour. But you made a vow to the Lord and you better not take it back. Y'all remember that on my need I made a vow and I can't take it back. Lord help me to keep my vow and I can't take it back. Why? I made a commitment. I made a commitment I have prepared myself and now I am executing what I have prepared to do. And I believe if we do that, and when we talk about preparation and execution, fasting, praying, having that devotion time with God, all of that is a part of preparation and execution. But I want you to know today, somebody has to stand. So I'm going to ask you directly, are you one of the ones that's willing to stand? Are you one of the ones that's willing to say, for God I live and for God I die? Are you one of the ones that's willing to say, I will let nothing separate me from the love of God? God wants somebody to God wants somebody to be an example. God wants somebody to be an epistle. God wants somebody to let their light shine where others can see your light and glorify God in heaven. God didn't save you just for yourself. You don't you don't get a light and, and put it on the bushel where it can't be hid, but let your light so shine that somebody can see. That if God can save him, God can save her, God can deliver her, God can deliver him, God can do the same thing for me. But somebody has to stand. I pray that you receive this. I want everybody to realize how dangerous times are. I attended two funerals yesterday. I did a eulogy at one. 
and attended the other one with 26, and the other young man with 20, with 30, 29 or 30. We've heard about all these different things that are taking place. And in your spare time, read James chapter 4, like 13 through 15, talks about life being as a vapor. It appears, and then suddenly it just vanishes away. We don't know how much time we have, but make up your mind to stand. When I, when I first heard that song, Donna McClurkin, is that what do you do when you've done all you can? You just stand. Through the storm, through the rain, through the hurt, through the pain, stand. Regardless of who's standing with you, regardless of what you're going through, remember, somebody has to stand. You know why? Because the small and the great in judgment has to stand before God. And if you can't stand for, stand for him now, you don't want to stand before him in judgment. But I want to live a life that I can stand before him in judgment and hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Somebody has 